Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and happy St. Patrick's Day. It is March 17th, 2022, Thursday, and uh, so glad to have you on. Just thinking about the impact of St. Patrick's uh, ministry to Ireland back in the, uh, well, he was born in the 5th century, but his ministry primarily was in the 6th century. Um, or wrong, 4th century, and his ministry in the 5th century. Um, and so, yeah, he died around, uh, he died on March 17th, 492, I think, or something like that. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. The 400s. Anyway, but he was born in England and, you know, was captured by, um, some, um, Druids. He was detained by some Druids in Ireland. And uh, was a slave, then escaped, became a follower of Jesus, and uh, then felt the Lord calling him to go back to witness to the folks who enslaved him. And he did, and he went back. And God gave him faith, granted him favor, and he had tremendous success in reaching people uh, who were far from God, uh, and transformed Ireland. And it's the 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 um, the tradition is that he used the clover, the three-leaf clover, the three-leaf clover to teach on the Trinity. So, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Anyway, happy St. Patrick's Day. Be sure to wear, wear your green today or you'll get pinched. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if people still do that or not, but in, when I was in school, they would. Some, there'd be some playground fights over people wearing green or not. I'm not Irish doesn't matter you still gotta wear i'm not irish i don't care you still gotta wear green <laughs> you're gonna start throwing punches <laughs> you can count on it you can count on it every every saint patrick's day in middle school and elementary school some boys are getting in fights johnny why are you and tommy fighting he, he hit me he pinched me because i wasn't wearing green but I'm not Irish. <laughs> uh, but just to, you know, just to, to prevent that. Yeah. There's so many like, uh, uh, you know, old, some folklore around um, uh, St. Patrick, you know, that he drove all the snakes from Ireland or whatever. Well, there were no snakes in Ireland to begin with. So that was a problem. That was not true. And uh, and that he was Irish. He was not. He was English. <laughs> he was he he was a missionary to Ireland, but he was not Irish. <laughs> uh, he was very much English. <laughs> but anyway, he's a cool dude. Um, 
All right. Hey, you know what we do, though? We, we read, we pray, we change the world. And so today we're in week two of uh, Lent. And uh, so today our readings will take us to, again, into the book of Jeremiah, over to the book of Romans, chapter two, and uh, then uh, John, chapter five. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 4, Romans 2, and John 5. So yeah, so let's uh, let's do it, y'all. Read, pray, change the world. Let's read. And uh, see, this is unscripted, unrehearsed. You know how this is. You know what we do. We just, we just go for it. See how the Lord leads us in it and um, go from there. So uh, today we're reading, first of all, Je- uh, Jeremiah 4, 9 through 10. And then we'll drop down to 19. So uh, 4, 9, and 10, then drop down to 19. Make sure that, yep, that's right. All right. Um, In that day, declares the Lord, the king and the officials will lose heart. The priest will be horrified, and the prophets will be appalled. God has given uh, Isaiah this word from the Lord, and he's basically telling the people there's going to come a day when uh, kings and officials will lose heart, priests will be horrified, and the prophets will be appalled. Verse 10. Then I said, Alas, sovereign Lord, how completely you have deceived his, this people in Jerusalem by saying you will have peace when the sword is at our hand, is at our throats. Hmm. I understand. I um. Lord, you promised peace, and here it is. We have swords at our throats. Man, that's honest, right? Sometimes we go through times in life, we're like, God, you told me I'd have to I'd have peace, and I'm in turmoil. You thought, you know, you, you promised me I would um, have joy, but I'm not feeling it, not experiencing it. You promised me that you'd never leave me nor forsake me, but it feels like I'm by myself. That's true, true human emotion right there, man. True feelings. Doesn't mean it's true. Doesn't mean God actually did leave us, but it doesn't, but it is also true that it feels like he does sometimes. Both can be true. Yeah. Verse 19. Oh, my anguish, my anguish. I wreath, wreath in pain. Hmm. Oh, the agony of my heart. My heart pounds within me. I cannot keep silent. For I have heard the sound of the trumpet. I have heard the battle cry. Disaster follows disaster. The whole land lies in, lies in ruins. In an instant, my tents are destroyed. My shelter in a moment. How long must I see the battle standard and hear the sound of the trumpet? Yeah, going through a battle, literal. Like grieving the conditions that are occurring in the land. And just asking, God, how long? How long must I with, withstand this battle? Maybe you're in a battle today. You can relate to that. I mean, just cut through the just cut through the the uh the cloud, cut through the facade, and just cut straight to the chase. Like, look, I'm going through a battle, man. And I've asked, maybe you've asked the Lord before, like, how long? How long am I gonna how long is this gonna go on? How long am I gonna be in this state, in this condition? How long is this battle going to rage? I'm so tired of it. How many of you ever said that to the Lord? <laughs> I'm tired of it. Lord, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of fighting, you know, 
this situation, fighting this circumstance. I'm tired of battling these demons. <laughs> Call my children. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm tired of battling all these demons. Which demons are you talking about? I'm, I'm, my children. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it could be, you know, literal. It could be like, like seriously, I feel like I'm just battling demons and just um, whatever it is. How long? Verse 22. My people are fools. They do not know me. They are senseless children. They have no understanding. They are skilled in doing evil. They know not how to do good. Mm. The Lord looking over, looking over the people of Israel and Judah. Remember we read yesterday, they were, they were both um, running from God and, you know, here, God is looking at the people. It's like they don't. My people don't even know me. They don't even know. Uh, they don't even know how to do good. It seems. I looked at the earth and it was formless and empty, and that the heavens and their light was gone. I looked at the mountains and they were quaking. All the hills were swaying. I looked and there were no people. Every bird in the sky had flown. I looked and the fruitful land was a desert, and its towns lay in ruins before the Lord, before His fierce anger. Mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So the uh, the land is uh, the prophet is speaking metaphorically, right? Like the the land is just desolate. The land is desolate, and um, Isaiah is looking at the land. and He's saying, "Man, it's it's <laughs> we're in, we're in a bad way right here. <laughs> we're in a bad way. We we're, we're in a mess. We're in a predicament." We're going to predink a dink here, right here, right here, right here. We're in a spiritual desert. Um, I looked and the fruitful land was a desert and his towns lay in ruins before the Lord, before his fierce anger. This is what the Lord says. The Lord's going to say something now. Everybody listen up, man. The Lord about to speak. You heard, you've been whining enough. You've been talking about how bad everything is. Now listen up. Lord about to say something. That's always good to lean in then, right? Well, this is what the Lord says. The whole land will be ruined, though I will not destroy it completely. Therefore, the earth will mourn and the heavens above grow dark because I have spoken and will not relent. Whoa. I have decided and will not turn back. Whoa, judgment is coming. That's what he's saying to Israel. He's like, y'all been playing around too long. He said, I've, you know, I've been, I've been calling you and calling you and calling you and telling you to turn from your wicked ways. That judgment was going to come to the land of Israel. You ignored me. You ignored me. You ignored me. Uh, and now it's and now it's coming. And it did. Israel was destroyed by the couple different times, by the Assyrians in the northern kingdom, then by the Babylonians in the southern kingdom. Um, yeah. And, and Jeremiah lived through that, man. He lived through that. You know how it is, but people, people like, people don't listen to God at all. Don't listen to what he says. Don't listen. Don't, don't go to him. Then when things go bad, you know how this works. You've lived long enough and I have to. You know how this works. Then when things go bad, you're like, God, where were you? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I've been calling you the whole time. I've been calling you, calling you all the, the whole time. I've been begging you to, to, uh, to turn from your wickedness. I've been 
calling to you to turn to me. And then when things go bad, you're like, what was the Lord? Well, he's been there the whole time. You've been ignoring him the whole time. How's it, how's it God's fault? Let's read uh, Romans chapter 2. Chapter 2. Um, this is, hey, welcome, everybody. I don't even know if I said good morning to anybody or welcome. I mean, I think I said good morning, top of the morning to you. But I don't know if I said welcome. So those of you that jumped on, welcome. Glad you're on. Great to have you. Uh, yeah, we're in Romans now. Romans 2, 12 through 24. Let's, let's do it. All who sin apart from the law will... There's a lot, of, a lot of death and destruction in the readings today. Here we go. We're big boys and girls. We can take it. <laughs> Verse 12. All who sin apart from the law will, will perish apart from the law. And all who sin under the law will be judged by the law. So basically he's talking to Jews and Gentiles, right? Like, so he's talking about Gentiles who, who did not have the law. They, they ran after their own sinful desires. Uh, they're going to be judged. He said, but those of us of, of Israel, he's, you know, he's a Jewish person himself, he's like, even those of us who are of Israel, who are born under the law, uh, we, we're not, not going to be exempt from being judged. We're going to be judged by the law because we had the law and we didn't do it. So those apart from the law will, be, will perish apart from the law, but those who sin under the law will ju be judged by the law. Verse 13, for it is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey, obey the law who will be declared righteous. Hmm. Yeah, so it's not just having the law. So you say Israel was like, well, we got the law, we got the word of God. Yeah, but we didn't do it. That's what Paul's saying. Like, yeah, we had, we had the word of God, but we didn't do it. <laughs> we, so just having it isn't good enough. It's like, well, my, you know, I, you know, I, I, uh, my, uh, I have a Christian in my family. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> so, you know, I don't, you know, I don't really, you know, I'm not, I don't really serve the Lord per se, but my spouse, my, uh, my spouse loves Jesus. And does that help you? <laughs> so what's your point there? It's not enough just to have the law. I was, you know, I was raised in church. And, oh, okay. What are you doing now? I, I, mean, I don't know. I was just raised in church. <laughs> are you obeying the Lord now? I, no, but I went to Sunday school. <laughs> no, but I, no, but I went to Sunday school. I was drinking. By the way, why? Why back in the day did they serve you the red Kool-Aid? I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, red Kool-Aid is bad, but it does have a, kind of a stigma. But it seemed like every time I went to... I didn't go to Sunday school a lot when I was a kid, to be honest with you. But everyone, I did go like twice to vacation Bible school, a little Baptist church near my house. And I'll, I'll be darned if they did not serve red Kool-Aid. Come on, people. You got you to gotta change the color of that Kool-Aid. Do you know how bad? You know what? You know, you know the negative connotation to red Kool-Aid? I mean, you got to make it blue, green. You got to serve them Sprite or Coke or something. You can't be serving them red Kool-Aid. Come on. How you gonna how you gonna how those little kids gonna go home and tell their parents, mommy and daddy, um, I drank red Kool-Aid at the Baptist church today. <laughs> you what? You, you did what? I, mommy, I, dad, mommy, I drink red Kool-Aid. 
No, you got to change the color of that Kool-Aid, people. That, that ain't, you got you know, if you're going to serve Kool-Aid, you got you cannot be red. You can't let me serve, you can't not serve red Kool-Aid. That thing got a bad rap. And so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about it, but it is what it is. You got to mix it up. You got to change it. Got to be blue. Got to be green. Give them Sprite. Give them something else. You cannot be giving the kids red Kool-Aid at church. Go home, go home, tell their grandparents, Grandma, what'd you do at what'd you do at church today, baby? I drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> no, 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 oh no. <laughs> anyway, I don't even know how I got off on that. It must be Thursday. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. So glad to have you guys on. You guys are awesome. Anyway, back to Romans chapter two. For it is not those who hear the law who are righteous in God's sight, but it is those who obey the law who will be declared righteous. Indeed, when Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature things required by the law, they are law, they are law for themselves, even though they do not have the law. So he's saying those who those who do not have the law, though they if they obey the, their conscience that God has given them, they're obeying the law. They will, because they were being obedient, verse 15. They show that the righteous requirements of the law are written on their hearts, their consciences. Also bearing witnesses, bearing witness, and their thoughts sometimes accusing them, at other times even defending them. This will take place on the day when God judges people's secrets through Jesus Christ, as my gospel declares. Only God knows that. <laughs> yeah, maybe you want to serve Tang. Don't serve red Kool-Aid. You cannot listen. You cannot have the children coming back out of children's church saying, Mommy and Daddy, the red Kool-Aid at this church is awesome. <laughs> Mom, mom and dad be like, "What? They serving? They serving red Kool Aid? Mm -mm. We're gonna define ourselves another church. Man, where they don't serve red Kool Aid, that did not go well. I know. I I have no personal vendetta against red Kool Aid. Although I'm just saying, you can't do it. Not anymore. You can't do red Kool Aid anymore. Jim Jones ruined that." You have to go different with a different color. Tang. Um, verse 17. Now you, if you call yourself a Jew, if you rely on the law and boast in God, if you know his will and approve of what is, what is superior because you are instructed by the law, if you are convinced that you are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in dark, an instructor of the food, he's setting them up. Ooh, I can feel it. You feel that? He's setting us up. It's like... He's speaking to his brothers and sisters who are Jewish. He's like, if you think we all that, because, you know, we got the law. He's like, mm, he's about to set them up. Because you have the law, the embodiment of the knowledge and the truth, you then, who teach others, do you not teach yourself? You who preach against stealing, do you steal? You who, you who say that people should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law, do you dishonor God by breaking the law? As it is written, God's name is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. Whoa. Whoa. Paul just dropped a fire. He's like, the Gentiles, yeah, they're sinning. You know why they're sinning? Because you're a terrible example. <laughs> that's what he's saying. He's saying, the reason, look, we the reason the Gentiles can't see God is because we we aren't showing the way. We're a terrible example. We are a terrible example. Yeah. 
church, come on, church. The world, sometimes we got to look at ourselves. Why the world's not seeing God? Why the world's not seeing Jesus, church? Because we, we're not shining a light. We're so busy sounding like the world. We're so busy cursing the darkness. We're not pointing people to Jesus. We're so busy talking about our, our, our political agenda or our whatever else or nothing, talking about nothing, nothing that really matters, that the world doesn't see Jesus. That's what Paul's saying. It's like, look, the Gentiles, God's name is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, verse 25. Circumcision has value if you observe the law. But if you break the law, you've become as those you who have not been circumcised. So this religion, you know, again, circumcision, um, meta, you know, sort of uh, representative of the entire law. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna do the religious law, um, it only it only does if it only counts if you um, if you actually obey the law. So then, if those who are not circumcised keep the law's requirements, will they not be regarded as those who were who were circumcised? So those who maybe weren't Jewish by nat- by birth and didn't do these religious laws, but yet they they obey their moral conscience that God has given them, aren't they actually in a sense better or just as good as someone who uh, underco- undergoes a ceremonial law? Verse 27, the one who is not circumcised physically and yet obeys the law will condemn you, who even though you have the written code and circumcision, you're a lawbreaker, so you ain't no better. Verse 28, a person is not a Jew who is, this is one, this is huge, man, this is big. A person is not a Jew who is one only outwardly, nor is circumcision merely outward or physical. No, a person is a Jew who is one, here you go, inwardly and circumcision is circumcision of the heart by the spirit not by the written code such a person's praise is not from other people but from god wow wow that's an underlinable one right there y'all a jew is one this is this is a good one romans 2 verse 29 no a person is a jew who is one inwardly and they, and a circumcision is a circumcision of the heart, done not by a doctor or a prof- medical professional, but by done by the spirit, not not by the written code. Such a person's praise is not from people, but from God. Hmm. Circumcision of the heart by the spirit. Paul's setting that up, man. He's setting that up. He's like, we all need Jesus. We all need a circumcision of the heart. And who does the circumcision of the heart? It's not, it's not the written code that does that. It's the spirit of the living God. Yeah. Let's jump over to John chapter 5. Top of the morning, y'all. Happy St. Patrick's Day. John chapter 5, verses 19 through, 19 through 29. Uh, remember, Jesus just healed the guy at the... Uh, at the pool, who uh, he asked, "Do you want to be made well?" And the guy was, you know, you have to listen to yesterday's podcast. Talked a little bit about that. The vic- you know, playing the victim. Well, I can't. Blah blah blah. She said, "Get up, walk." Well, 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 get up and walk. And um, but the the Pharisees, the religious leaders, they don't like it because Jesus is healing on the Sabbath. So Jesus gave them this answer. This is chapter five, verse nineteen. Very truly, I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees the Father doing, because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son 
and shows him all he does. Yes, and he will draw him, he will show him even greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. So who is it is that is able to circumcise the heart by the Spirit? The Son. Mm-hmm. Verse 22. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Hmm. You can't honor God without honoring Jesus, man. It's not, it's not possible. That's what he's saying. And you can't, you can't, if you want to honor God, you've got to honor his son. And the reason Jesus' judgment is because our response, a human's response, a person's response to Jesus for or against is judgment. Either uh, it is either uh, because acknowledging Jesus is acknowledging our own sinfulness, right? Acknowledging Jesus as the Savior is acknowledging our sinful and our ne- sinfulness and our need for a Savior and simultaneously acknowledging that Jesus is sufficient to forgive our sin and to redeem us, that he is indeed sent by the Father to save our sin. So when we accept Jesus, when we receive Jesus, we're acknowledging our sinfulness and we're also acknowledging his sovereignty and his sonship at the same time. Um, verse 24, very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word, this is Jesus speaking, it's written in red, that's how I know. <laughs> very, very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. Listen to that, man. What did Jesus preach? Re- Jesus preached himself. If you ever wonder if Jesus thought he was God, oh, yes, he did. <laughs> yes, why? Because he preached himself. Other, there's no other religious person in the world ever, not Muhammad, not, uh, not Buddha, no one, no one ever preached themselves. Some preached away, some preached Allah, some preached whatever. Jesus preached himself. Hmm. That's the difference. Christianity is not fundamentally about uh, listen, actually, Christianity is not fundamentally about a book. Although we love the Bible, we study the Bible, we revere the words of the Bible, but the, the Christianity is not fundamentally built around a book like other religions or by uh, private revelation, you know, these secret, this secret message that was given to a prophet somewhere, you know, like the Mormons or the Jehovah's Witnesses or even... Uh, Muslims. Christianity is built around Jesus, a person. So it's fundamentally not about a religion. It's about a relationship with Jesus. Very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Very truly, I tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live for as the father has life in himself and has granted and he has granted the son also to have life in himself and he has given him authority to judge because he is the son of man who has the authority to judge jesus jesus has the authority to judge because he is god verse 29 <laughs> 
I'm sorry, verse 28. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear the voice and come out. Those who have done what is good will rise to live, and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. I'm going to want to finish this one. Verse 30. By myself I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just. People want justice, man. People want justice. You know what? Jesus' judgment is just. Ooh, that's fire right there. Jesus, what Jesus says is just. <laughs> For I seek not to please myself, but him who sent, sent me. Now, not just the parts we like that Jesus said. Everything that Jesus says is just. So when, I say, when we say, I want justice, well, you know what you want? You want more of Jesus. Because what Jesus says, what Jesus does, what Jesus uh, affirms and, uh, and condemns, guess what? It's just. He's Lord, man. He is Lord. That's, you know, that's the prerogative of being the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, the, just, the, that's just what you get to do. When you're the Lord, you get to decide what's just and what isn't. <laughs> that's just how it is. I don't like that. Well, I'm sorry. You're not, you're not the Lord. I mean, but when you're the Lord, you get to decide what's just and what isn't. Well, that's not fair. I ain't worried about your fairness. I get to decide what's fair. Because why? Because I'm God. You know, that's how parents do in their house. This is my house. I'll tell you what's, this, this is what's going to happen in my house. This is what's in, this is what's out. This is what's the way it's going to be. It's not fair. I don't care if it's fair. Well, you know what? Jesus, he's over the whole world. He's over everything. And thank the Lord he's good, he's gracious, he's compassionate, he's perfect. But you know what? He gets to decide what's good. I want, to, I want justice. Well, then you want Jesus. But I like this part. I don't like that part. Don't matter. Don't matter. He gets to decide what's in, what's out. Hey, let's pray, y'all. We're running. We're running late. Let's pray. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that you are good and gracious and compassionate and just. And we want more of you. Not our own biases, not our own perspectives, not our own wants and whims. We want more of you, Lord. And so, uh, God, help us to have our hearts circumcised by the Spirit, set aside and set apart for you. Lord, I pray for my friends today. I pray that we would be like St. Patrick and go into our communities and share the good news of Jesus today, to point people to you, who is great and awesome and good. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.